What's going on, everyone? My name is Jeff, host of The Debrief with Pastor Matt Brown. And today in this episode, we're going to be talking about policing, also voting, and how your faith interjects with politics. <gasps> Watch out. <laughs> Coming up soon. Welcome, everyone. I hope you're doing well. This is The Debrief with Pastor Matt Brown. We are so excited that you all are here hanging out with us online. And today we have an amazing show. Obviously, we have senior lead pastor yes. of Sandals Church here in Riverside, uh, 13 campuses, uh, soon to be all over the world. Yes, amen. And we're just really, really excited um, that we get to come to you and get to hear from Pastor Matt. But not only do we get to hear from Pastor Matt, normally on a debrief, we also have invited Bishop A.B. Vines. And so Bishop A.B. Vines, who's actually hanging out with us virtually, Bishop A.B. Vines is the senior pastor of New Seasons Church in San Diego, California, serving multiple campuses. Through the ministry, he has established a global church planting ministry called New Seasons Church Global Network. He served as the president of the California Southern Baptist Convention and is former president of the National African American Fellowship of the Southern Baptist Baptist Convention, and he's part of the ERLC. He also serves, uh, he served as the first vice president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and he holds a degree in psychology, a degree, a master's degree in pastoral counseling, and a doctorate degree in ministry. Would you please give a warm, debrief yes. welcome to Bishop, Dr. Elder, Reverend A.B. Vines. Yes, that's why he likes me, because he has on. a degree in psychology. Right. He can handle me. He knows He knows how to deal with it. Oh, so, A.B., what do I got to do to be a bishop? Come on. Right. How does, that, hey, how does a white well, guy, how does a white guy become a bishop? Come on. Oh, well, check it out, man. You literally are there because you have multiple churches. Yes, you right, got to right. get someone that affirms Cersei. You know, bishop is overseer of mobile churches. You you are one. Yeah. I know, you know, listen, my elder board pushed this on me. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't game for it. And it's a long story. I won't go in, but you know, I didn't want to do it. It's not something you go for, it's something that you receive. Yeah, Amen. see, that's what he's Amen. saying. My problem is I'm going for right. it. Yeah, right. Did you notice right. that while he was talking, music just started playing? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens he when you're a choir. bishop. Yeah, your choir yeah, just choir. started singing, man. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Jeez, that's that background. That's, that's that bishop background music. You don't become a bishop. Yeah. Oh you. my goodness. You have your own oh, sound. I love, you it. Yeah. Around, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So just to clarify yeah. for our audience who's in the car, yes. the way that they know when he's talking to you is right. brother with uh, yes, exactly. and when he's talking to me, it's brother. Brother. Er. Exactly. Yeah. The er. Yeah. Right. Okay. Brother. Right. Right. Brother. <laughs> brother Brown. All, all brothers. Brother all brothers in brother Christ. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Brother, brother Brown. Matt. Brother Jeff. Brother That's Matt, what you get called when you're, not, when you're not bishop, you're brother. That's right. That's right. Oh, my. I love it. So, hey, we want to talk a little bit about, uh, so if you have been hanging out a little bit online, Bishop, uh, we've actually, and, and, and I, call, I can call you Bishop, but you did say that, uh, that Matt can call you AB, right? Me and, me and Matt are friends. We're good to go. Okay. But, and coming from the black church, there's no way I can just yeah. call you yes. A.B. I can call you Bishop. So, Bishop. Yeah, yeah in yes, my phone, can. in yes, my phone, are. it says A.B. Okay. Bishop. A.B. Bishop. <laughs> Bishop. Come on. 
So, 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 Bishop, uh, you, I think yes, you've been sir. you've been hanging out. You've been watching some of the uh, messages. We're currently in a series called Election, and this is an awesome, yes. powerful series. Uh, as as Pastor Matt said, and as we know, a lot of pastors uh, and possibly bishops um, are not talking about politics and going dive diving deep in it, but we are. So you've been hanging out. You've been watching a couple of the messages, and so just wanted to have a conversation with you two, just about um, um, where we're at. Uh, just kind of in our nation, but specifically about your messages, mm. Pastor Matt, and maybe you can just give a little bit of recap, and then if you can kind of just chat on what you've been um, seeing as you've been watching our mes the messages, Pastor yeah. Matt. Absolutely. So, you know, A.B., we're in this series called Election, and it's seeing politics through the eyes of God. And I think one of the big problems facing America is that everybody sees politics through their own eyes and their own perspective. Right, and I right. mentioned in the sermon last week, you know, in a monarchy, you have one king, right. but in democracy, you have millions of kings. And everybody's right. voting right. for what they right. want and fighting yep. over that, and that's right. the problem. And so I'm trying to get people to see... Uh, just this, this, this minutia, uh, you know, of a moment yep. in, in terms of history through the eyes of God, who's moving, who's moving eternally. And so the first week, you know, we really looked at um, just, just the movement of Joshua being strong and courageous. And so many people right. are afraid. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I was actually listening to um, just a, a commentary by a, a guy from England. And he was saying that his big concern for America is that we're, we're moving from a, a, a risk-taking country to a risk-averse country. Mm. And so he, he said that that's, that's concerning for the world Good. because the world kind of goes as America goes. America's the leader and we yep. take great risks and we do great things and yep. we're going to put somebody on the moon when you sure. know, we barely had you know, figured out flying right, an airplane, right, right, but sure. we're going to do that. And, um, and he just said that no nation can remain great when they become risk averse. Right. Okay. And, you know, so, mm -hmm. so I, and I think when you look at the difference between Moses and Joshua, Moses became risk averse yeah. and Joshua was a risk taker. And yeah. so you don't want to be ridiculous, but you got to take risks for God. You got to yeah. be, have courage and you got, you've got to remain, you know, brave, be strong and courageous. And I think nowadays it, it takes, um, it takes incredible strength to remain strong in your faith and to have courage and to speak, because I think all of us feel um, it's kind of boxed into a corner, shouted down. Yep, right. uh, I mean, I can't imagine what it feels like to be black men um, if you have an opinion contrary to mm. what everybody else is is currently feeling or thinking. And and I think we all kind of feel that we're hesitant to share what we think or what we feel. And so it's just really, really saying, okay, what I need right now is strength right. first. Yep. And then the next week, you know, it, it's really looking at, okay, well, how did we get here? Well, voting divides. Mm. And, you know, A.B. is a Baptist. I mean, just like me and A.B., you know, you, you've been a part of voting. I mean, it takes the best of friends and rips them apart mm. when you're looking at the same issue. And, and that's what we see in, in our country. And yeah. it just makes me so sad that we yeah. become so partisan. And even yeah. in our church, A.B., I, I would say most people at Sandals, and it, make, it brings me, me great sadness, are more passionate about being a Democrat, being a Republican, than they are about being a follower of right, Christ. Right, yeah. And that really breaks my heart. Um, and, you know, they'll do all kinds of, th you know, they'll go to a Trump rally or they'll go to a protest, but man, they won't come to church. You know, they won't, yeah. they won't give, they won't tithe. And it, it just breaks my heart as I'm watching people become political rather than spiritual. And so that's where we are. So this next week, AB, we're looking at Joshua 5 when he encounters the angel of the Lord. And he asked God, whose side are you on? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a so great good. question. So and that's good. this week, whose side yep. is God on? Yep. Uh, because both sides, right? Trump goes to a church with a Bible. Nancy Pelosi's got to get a Bible. Right. You know, they got to go to their church. And right. it's just like, good Lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I would prefer that all of our politicians go to church, yep. but for the right reasons, yep. not right. for sure, 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 political sure. points. And yep. so that's where we are, AB. And, um, you know, so far, I think it's been good. 
I think people still, and we'll get to this in some of the questions, people still hear what they're afraid I'm saying mm -hmm. rather than what I'm saying. So they're yeah. still listening through a lens of fear. And, you know, AB, we've lost people on both spectrums, on the left and on the mm -hmm. right. You know, people on the left feel like I'm too conservative. People on the right feel like I've gone liberal, you know, and it's just, it's an enormously frustrating situation. And um, I, had a, I had a guy tell me, um, there's two things he wouldn't want to be in the world, in, in today's world. He said, A, a cop, B, a pastor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. You know, because both of those situations, it's just an, it's just an extraordinarily difficult time where the lens is yeah, on everything right, that sure. you're doing. And, um, you know, yeah. I'm trying to navigate, you know, both that. And, um, you know, we, we have black people in our church yep. and we have cops in our church, yep. right? You're, yep. try, you're trying to, yeah. you know, speak to issues of, of social justice, but you're also trying to, like, you know, be thankful and appreciative. Yeah. Um, you know, AB, we at one of our campuses this weekend, and people don't even know, I don't even know if you know, but mm -hmm. they, they had to, uh, a guy rush the stage at one of our campuses this weekend, was upset with something that I said and had to be escorted out and handcuffed, and they had to hold him wow. until the police wow. got there. You know, so we, we have security at every one of our campuses, and some people feel like, well, that's ridiculous. And you go, well, that's why. Right. That's why. Yeah, yeah, and, um, right. yeah, sure. you know, thank God we were able to minister to the guy, and, mm -hmm. and it, you know, didn't turn into a, a media spectacle. Um, but man, you know, th these are just trying times and um, at very, very scary times. And, and we want to make people feel safe, but we also want to be able to talk about real issues. And so, AB, yeah. thank you for joining us. Yes. Um, I love you, brother. I I'm a big fan of yours. And uh, AB is one of those guys that's mm. family first. Yeah. And uh, let me just say, AB, as a white man in today's culture, I cannot tell you how reassuring that is and comforting that is to know that you see me, you love me, I feel safe with you. I know that I can make a mistake, I can, I, right? I'm a professional talker, I, things come out wrong. Right. If you don't believe me, you could talk to my wife. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, I could have all the good intentions in the world, man, right. and it just yep. comes out mm -hmm. sideways. And so, AB is one of the, one of the just the incredible yeah. guys yeah. that I think um, is willing to network. And AB, you gotta work with a lot of white people. I mean, you're a Southern Baptist, I mean, good Lord. You know, uh, there's a lot of us white folk yes, yep. in that. And so AB, yes, sir. AB, yes, sir. Yeah, AB pushes through uh, <laughs> yeah. and just as proof, I mean, think about where our denomination was, right? So we, we were on the side of slavery. Mm -hmm. That's how Southern Baptist became Southern Baptist. And then here we are 150 years later and AB's our president. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's just fantastic what the Lord yeah. has done Amen. Amen. as we've been Amen. able to repent of sin yeah, sure. and say, look, Sure. We got it wrong. Yeah. Now we're going to get it right. And look yeah. at what the Lord's blessed us with—just incredible leadership. Um, and AB, you know, he's always trying to get me involved. AB's better at that than me. I lose my mind too quickly. Mm -hmm. AB's willing to have grace for idiots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> right. struggle. Right. I think idiots are my cancer. That's, right. your, that's your word of choice. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. Right. I know. Awesome. I'm a trying to say it less. You, you actually—I have noticed you saying it less. I'm trying. On camera. Yeah. So, right. AB, I, I got my first book coming out sometime this next year, and my ed one of my editors is a, a woman from Dallas, Texas, and she said, you do realize you say idiot a lot. And I said, yes. that, that has been said. Yeah. <laughs> AB, AB, so you've been yes, hanging sir. out. You've been hanging out. You've known Matt for a while, Pastor Matt for a while, and you've been watching uh, some of the debriefs and uh, the messages. So where are you at, um, obviously, uh, as far as politics um obviously also what um what adds into that is um the racial tensions and and that like pastor matt talked about where are you at with everything i think um i'm i'm excited thanks for, first of all thanks for inviting me yeah. on your on your podcast and your show matt really appreciate it um you considered me um 
And Jeff, all I can say is this: Matt's nailing it. Matt is absolutely amen. Nailing it. Oh, thank you, brother. Um, Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not just mm-hmm. trying to say that because I'm mm-hmm. on your show. Um, I'm saying because you nailed it. I want, that's why I watch both sermons. Um, and you're saying the way it should be said. Yes. You're not yes. picking sides. You're right. being very biblical. Right. And you're allowing people to make their own conscious decision, but reminding them that heaven is our home. Yes. Yeah, and amen. I think what's what's so disheartening to me, um, Matt, is that every three years, my wife friends are my buddies, they're my pals, but in that fourth year, they leave me. Mm-hmm. Because they assume I'm one political way versus another way, and they're afraid to ask me how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm from the, I'm concerted from the womb to the tomb, you know, and so, but they assume I'm going to go to the left mm-hmm. when I'm kind of in the right, in the middle, mm-hmm. and because of that, they leave me. And in, in, in our convention, it happens every three years, every four years, the white brothers bounce. Leave the black kids like stepchildren because right <laughs> wow. now, even even That's even terrible. in, um, it's true. Even in yeah, yeah. The politics, African Americans are not considered evangelical Christians. That's just for white people, man. Mm. And so we're just considered others. Right. And so what you what you what you said on Sunday was, who do you choose? Joseph mm-hmm. Josh, Josh says, me and my house, we gonna serve the Lord. But I want you to know that Joshua is such a great model for us how to fight hard, how to be a man of conviction, how to press for what he thinks is right. But at the end of his life, at the end of his career, when he was a servant of God, here's what he says in Joshua 24, 14 through 15. It's one of the most favorite, famous verses in the Bible. Joshua tells the people of Israel, he says, choose this day whom you will serve. And to see so many people, I know this one white friend of mine said he will do all he can to make sure this one candidate wins hmm. or he will, you know, he will die ensuring that this candidate, well, I'm going, I used to say, man, that's a hard statement. Yeah. What about the gospel? Right. What about yeah. Jesus? Right. Right. And so guys are so polarized on this one, this one party and forgetting you do know there's life after 2020. There's still 2001, 22. There's life after Reagan. Right. There's life after Bush. There's life after Clinton. There's life after Obama. There'll be life after Trump or Biden. Until the king comes in, Come on. we'll have to deal with this stuff on the earth, and we right. should get past this nonsense and focus on, on Christ. I, what I do believe what is happening, though, this is ushering in the church's persecution it's so desperate desires to have. Wow. I do yes. believe that. Right. Mm. Wow. The church seems to want to have this badge of we've been persecuted. Mm. And I think they're going to get their dream because watch the media. I watched the media. I don't very watch, but but I watched this one guy. He said, um, he's talking about the Supreme Court justice. He said, I hope we don't fall for the white Christian evangelical trick of getting this woman into the Supreme Court. I've heard the word Christian used in a negative negative tense Mm negative connotation too many times in this election cycle. And that's going to usher in mm. the persecution that, that the American Christian has been dying to have, to have their badge of honor. I was part of the persecution of 2021 or 2020 or whatever, because they felt to focus on Christ and him alone. So you're dead on it, Matt. I, I, I totally agree with your message. You're on point. Um, 
And and you're right. I mean, for me, having a multicultural church with blacks, white, Hispanics, it's difficult. Yeah. And I try not to deal with politics at all. I, I'll do one message on politics right before the election, and it's about a message of conscience, mm. and that's it. Because of I've lost members. I mean, when I didn't put in a when Obama ran for president, I didn't put Obama stickers all over the place. Members left. They said, "Assume you black gonna vote Obama." Now nah, I'm mm. not gonna do that. I don't play politics in the church. I play Jesus. Right. And so Amen. I Amen. get it. Stay firm, brother. Just stay firm. Lose who you lose, but gain who you're going to gain. Because yeah. they need to have a place they can go to where Jesus is Lord right. and not the party. Right. Yeah. Amen. So you're doing a great job, man. I appreciate what Thank you're doing. Thank you, brother. Wow. Man, come on. That's what I'm talking about, man. Uh, and just so you know, like as uh, a pastor, a black pastor in, and, and I told him this, but as a black pastor, um, uh, a part of, of a church, uh, I think it's predominantly white. Um, uh, I, I just feel so welcomed here and yeah. also... Like I have a voice. And so thank you so much, Pastor Matt. We are going to get into some questions. Um, I think uh, it'd be really awesome to see kind of just the two perspectives. Obviously, both of you come from different uh, cultural backgrounds, yeah. um, different ethnicities. And so it'd be interesting to see how you guys would respond to some of the questions that the people have wrote in mm -hmm. um, um, your congregant members, uh, maybe possibly your members, uh, Bishop A.B. Vines, um, and because there's a lot of individuals that don't know how to navigate things when it comes to politics right now. So we actually have Julianne. Julianne wrote in and said, can you speak to those of us who don't declare a party? Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I usually weigh all of the candidates and their policies and vote for the person, not the party. Yeah that I feel best represented what I believe. Many others say my vote is wasted. I disagree. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Julianne, I think that that's, I think that's, that you're partially right. So I, I think that we should look at the candidate and we should weigh the candidate, but we also have to look at the party platform. So you have to look at both. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't be fooled by a smile. You right. can't be fooled by the, you know, the rah, 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 right, right, right. Um, because, you know, oftentimes the candidate is saying the exact opposite of what the platform says. So you, ha you have to be really, really careful. And remember that we're dealing with politicians. Yes. Uh, I mean, politicians t tend to be uh, evasive. Um, you know, sometimes when our governor, Gavin Newsom, speaks, I need a thesaurus, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I can't believe what, what, you know, what Trump just said. I'm totally confused by what Governor Newsom says. I'm just like, like he uses words and language where I'm like, whatever. So I would say it's really, really important that you weigh the candidates. And I think that it's essential. And the reason why I think, Julianne, that people need to be more like you is it forces the parties not to get overly partisan. So the beauty of, of, of uh, I'm gonna step on some toes here, of the Electoral College, mm -hmm. and I know many people wanna do away with that. The problem with that is, is then states like South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Hawaii, um, Alaska become irrelevant. And then it really just becomes, so once you, once you go to a popular vote, states with low populations that don't matter, they, they don't matter at all. Uh, and so what, what we want is, we want a consensus building, team building, uh, you know, um, uh, commander in chief, and that's what you want. And we, we need to look at that. And my concern is, is that the, the hyper-partisan uh, nature of today uh, really, really kind of takes that away. Um, you know, I, I think it was not too long ago where we had George Bush, who I felt like, you know, and he, the criticism of him was he was too moderate. 
You know, he worked with, you know, the other side of the aisle too many times. Uh, I actually think Bill Clinton oftentimes worked with Republicans uh, and accomplished some, some great things in the 90s. Uh, and that's not to say that I'm, I'm pro-Bush or pro-Clinton. I just think that they worked with the opposite party in a better way than maybe what we saw from Obama and what we've seen from Trump. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's, a, that's a more recent thing. Um, I would give a specific example and then I'll A-B talk. Like, I was really disheartened with how... Uh, Tulsi Gabbard was treated in the Democratic mm. Party. Uh, she was the candidate that I, I could have found myself right. supporting. I like, I think she's America first. I think she's no nonsense. I think she doesn't spin a lot of bull. Yep. And look how she did. Yeah. She didn't get 1%. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the problem a lot of times with straight talking, straight right. shooting right. candidates. Right. 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 Uh, and, and she was a willing, and what you want is you want candidates who are willing to deal with the crap in their own party. Mm -hmm. So what happened to her? She talked about Cl the Clinton machine. She talked about the uh, the war complex, uh, you know, I mean, right? Because we, we've been in these wars in the Middle East when there's a Democrat in charge and a Republican in charge. And I personally don't want to lose my son to what's happening in the Middle East. That's me. You know, I feel like we've lost enough blood over there. Um, and she was willing to speak out against that. So we, we have to have that. Um, I think you need... I think you need diversity, uh, not just ethnic diversity, but you need actual uh, policy diversity within parties. And I think that that's really important so that they can build coalitions because that's what you want. And so the very thing, you know, AB, and I'll let AB jump on this, that I think that Christians get frustrated with, well, they're a compromiser. Well, that's actually what you need in that because when, when, when the team that's, that you're not rooting for wins, do you want them to shove it down your throat? Yeah. You know, and so you, you want some kind of ability to work with one another. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that, you know, um, I understand Obama's uh, desire to to improve health care. I think the mistake that he made was he didn't include Republicans in that process. And then there were some egregious errors that happened, even though I think his heart was good. Mm -hmm. Look, we need to make sure that Americans mm -hmm. are taken care of mm -hmm. when you only go with one party. Mm -hmm. You need that critic saying, sure. what about this? Yeah, what about yeah, this? Sure. And like I said, I can't remember if it was this week or the next week. We need a left wing and a right wing yeah. to fly. Yeah, right, right, Otherwise, right. it's a problem. Yeah. Um, Good. She Good. said, I feel like my vote doesn't count. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why people would say that because your vote does count. I mean, it is tabulated. It's a numbers game. So I think that you need to, I don't understand why someone would say by not declaring a a party, your vote doesn't count. That doesn't make any sense to me. Do you agree, AB? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, and really, Julianne, the people that determine their election aren't Democrats or Republicans. It's people like you right. that are sitting there yeah. going, "Sure." You know, I mean, it's really an election for about three to five percent. Yeah. And they tend to swing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I can't tell me how many people I voted for Obama twice, and then they voted for Trump, and you're like, "That is bizarre." Yeah, sure. sure, sure, sure. I mean, that's just bizarre. Yeah. People, yeah. people flip that, yeah. and those are the people that switch. Yeah. What are your thoughts, uh, AB? I know I did. I just. I, I, I'm. No, no. I mean, that's your political um, science major coming out um, of you. <laughs> um, I am. I'm with Julianne. Um, you know, you said you said something in your message how um, we'll get so caught up in the political um, nonsense, we'll forget our conscience. Yeah. Mm. And so. I've done writing candidates for the last five major elections wow. because none of the candidates fit fit my moral view. Mm -hmm. And some people say, well, you waste your votes and no, it's my vote. Yeah. Since I live in America 
and my people died to vote and That's I just right. got the right to vote in 65. My vote, whether I write my name in, write someone's name in, you know, I write Matt Brown in yeah, the amen. president, right. yes. it's my <laughs> vote yes. because I chose someone who's going to meet, feel my kind is going to be clear, cleared about. Yes. Um, That's good. You know, so I, I'm, I'm with her. You know, I, I look at the candidates, the party line. I, I get the party line is, is difficult. Coming from a, a minority, um, no party has done as well. I mean, you think about it. Um, Clinton signed the three strikes law, put all the brothers in jail. Right, right, right. And George Bush signed the no child left behind and made us all stupid. Um, so mm -hmm. no one has done the African-American family good. So it's kind of just like, who's the best candidate that you feel your conscience can live with? Yeah. Right in. And what more important for me is your local elections, mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. what really affects your life. Right. I mean, the president is important, but sure. who's your alderman? Who's your councilman? Who's right. your, those people are the ones you really want to know. You really want to get engaged because those local elections affect you more. Yes, it's more polarized, the, the, the main guy, but those local elections are what really count to me. And you know, I, I'm 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 the I'm, I'm the kind of guy. Man, I, I gotta feel good when I leave the booth. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, and according to the Bible, mm. God picks the king in the first place. Mm. So That's God wasn't shocked when Trump won. God right. wasn't shocked when Obama <laughs> won. And I'm gonna believe right. that God's not shocked whoever wins this one here. Right. I'm just gonna keep trusting Him and be the best example of the aftermath because they're gonna be a they're gonna be a. Um, we're witness this this prayer now in our city with Miles, and we're praying for the aftermath. Right. You know, whoever right. wins, it's going to be it's going to be chaos. Regardless. And yeah. I'm praying that the yeah. church have not lost its witness enough. Yeah. We can't rise up in the chaos and bring beauty out of ashes. Right. So um, so good. I agree. Your vote counts, Julianne. Um, I'm with you. I heard the same nonsense. It's your vote. You're in America. You, we earned it. I've, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a disabled veteran in the Marine Corps. I fought for your vote. Vote, mm. and don't worry about nobody else because they probably didn't, didn't fought for your country. They probably didn't do anything. They just walk around with their flag on, but they never served anybody's country. I have, so I'm telling you, your vote does count. Vote and vote your conscience. Man. Amen. Man, man, love good that. Good stuff, love brother. That. Love, love that. you. Um, gosh, that's so good. Love the two perspectives as well, Emily. So Emily uh, asked a really good question. How do you stay informed? Uh, re uh, reliably on candidates' voting records and policy positions when there is so much smack talk. There's a whole lot of smack talk mm -hmm. and misrepresentation in the various media. How do you stay informed reliably on candidates' voting records and policy yeah. position when there is so much smack talk and misrepresentation in the various media? Yeah, Emily, I, I think it's impossible. And that's one of the things, I think one of the things going forward as Americans is we live in an age of intoxication of information there's just so much information that is streaming in it's beyond human comprehension the ability to fact check right we hear that right, term yeah, all, the time. all the time i can't tell you how hard it is to try to actually find out Man. what was said right uh and i've heard trump misquoted i've heard obama misquoted i've heard nancy pelosi misquoted you know and we get that sound bite um and and they just run with it and it's just so extraordinarily difficult um, you know, to use a, a, a candidate that just got smeared uh, when he ran against Obama, Mitt Romney, and I, I'm not a big Mitt Romney fan, but he was talking about why he had such a, a low record of hiring women mm, in right. positions of sure, executive sure. levels. And he sure. said, I have binders of women. Wow. You remember that, A.B.? And they ran yeah. with it. 
He's got binders full of women. They made it sexual. They made it, um, you know, perverted, mm -hmm. right? And you're talking about Mitt Romney. Right. You want to talk about why you got Trump? Look yeah. what you did to Romney. Right. Like, that dude's Eagle right. Scout. Okay, so we get right. Trump. Right. So, and, yep. and so that's what happens is, you know, it's an age of misinformation. I, I think in a couple of weeks we're going to talk about, you know, what happens to Joshua. Joshua gets duped. A lot of people don't know that, but A.B., remember when, when uh, the Gibeonites, they're like, hey, we're going to make a peace treaty, yep. and, 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 and he, doesn't, he, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't consult God, and yep. they, they get yep. duped. duped. Um, and that's what happens to a lot of us as Christians. Uh, and, and again, we're presented with, you know, uh, the, the worst fears, uh, uh, you know, and, and so I think it's really, really difficult. Uh, and Emily, I mean, one of the things we haven't even addressed is so many candidates, when it's a controversial issue, do you know how they vote? Well, absent, mm, mm. absent. Mm -hmm. They don't take a position because so, so oftentimes what senators are interested in is not being a senator. No. It's in becoming president. Mm -hmm. And so what they're looking after is their own self-interest uh, rather than the interests of the American sure, people. Sure. And so they just don't show up for the tough votes. Right. And it's really, really ridiculous. And part of being a leader is, is making the tough calls and making the hard calls. Um, and doing that. And so, so I, I think that one of the things that we need to really, really look at is our press. We need to yep. look at our press. It's out of control. People don't realize this, but President Abraham Lincoln shut down the New York Times, or I forget what, what newspapers, because of the press that was being released on the war. Mm -hmm. uh, a, there's a famous saying by William Randolph Hearst. Uh, he asked some of his, uh, his writers, writers to give yep. him information on the war. They said, there is no war. He said, go get me pictures and I'll get you a war. That's William Randolph yep. Hearst, yep. Yep. one of the most influential persons in media. Mm -hmm. And so it isn't newspapers anymore, but it's Google, right. it's Instagram. Right. The, these, these, you know, and we're talking about, you know, them being manipulated and used by foreign entities, which is true. But we also need to look at the information that we have because we're trusting Google to give us the information uh, when oftentimes they're partisan. And so we have to be so careful. It's so difficult. And I think that's part of the process, just to beat down the public so that we don't actually yep. know where they stand or, or what they're for um, and, and get past the pundits and the humor and the, you know, the late night opinion shows. You know, it, it's so impossible to find out what happened and it's so, so mm -hmm. frustrating. And, and here's what I would say, Emily, AB, and you can comment on this, whatever the lead sentences for the article is almost never true mm. you know uh you know it's just almost never true you know and then you'll read all the way down and you'll have to find out that's not ex actually right, what he right, said exactly. that's not actually what yeah. he did and I, and I think that um we have to have free speech in our country but we can't have fake speech yeah. we have to have yeah. real speech yeah. here's here's what was said how do we respond to that um and i would say the debates are the perfect culmination and picture of how far we've gone from actual debate Right. You know, I, I mean, my son is sitting there. He's interested in politics. He's hearing the word clown, shut up, interrupting, yeah. you know, uh, you're a loser. You're this. It was, the whole thing was just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, that it was yeah. it was cringeworthy. And that's the problem. So so I think, mm -hmm. Emily, there's going to be some hyper focused Christians and all they do is study all these issues. Right. I, I, I can't do that. Right. I got to study God's word. I got to lead my church. I got to do try to do what's right um, the best I can. Because let's say let's say America goes communist, I still got to evangelize. Mm -hmm. I still I still got to lead people Amen. to Christ. Amen. I still got to do that. Yep. Let's say we we, we we go hyper capitalistic. You know, we go we go way the other way. Uh, there's no social welfare. There's no programs. I still got to lead people to Christ. Yeah, I right. still got to do ministry. Right. And yeah. so either way, whether we go left wing or right wing, I have to be faithful to God. Yeah. And it's so important that we remember what the Apostle Paul said. So this week, AB in our church, we all prayed for the president. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to guess about 40% of Sandals Church does not like the president. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess 40% is passionately in support and 20% are just like, we just wanted to come to church, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. we prayed for the president yes. because, so good. because Paul told Titus, or excuse me, told Timothy mm -hmm. to pray for leaders. Mm -hmm. So what leaders would he have been praying for? And A.B. knows this. He's a scholar. Nero. Nero is setting Christians on fire. Man, right. Nero is, feed, Nero is right. feeding your wife to lions. Right. Nero is blaming you for the plague and everything that's wrong in Rome. Wow. And the apostle Paul is saying, we need to pray for our leaders. Yeah. And, and we're not doing that. And, uh, you know, uh, AB at one of our campuses, our head worship leader is Australian. <laughs> wow. And, and he just came out and said, he's like, I love this country. Yeah. He says, I love living here. Mm. I love this place. Mm. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And, and, and you, you don't hear that, AB. Our church was like, oh, I don't know how to feel about that. Cause you got a foreigner saying, Look, man, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. This, sure. this place is great. I immigrated sure, sure. here sure, sure. to lead worship and to be a sure, part of this. Yeah. Now let's pray for your president. Come on. It was really, really powerful. Man, and what I would say, Emily, what we have to do is we have to be obedient to Scripture, whether we like it or not. There are Scriptures I don't like. Right. I mean, sure. I'm just going to be honest. No, right. sure. You know. And the reason they're in there is because God knows that if I just do what I like, I'm going to sin. So I got to do what He likes, yeah. and so that's the challenge. AB, I talk Good. forever, so you want to just jump in there? I, I, I don't, you know, <laughs> you don't have to comment, but if you have something no, to say, you, Emily. You know, you know, Emily. Um, if you care about a certain situation, Emily, um, the greatest way to hide stuff from somebody is put in the book. People don't read. Um, read for yourself. Go on, go find out what you go find out about the candidate again. What Matt said, go find a voting record, see how many, um, not sh no, no, no votes he has. If there's a certain mm. issue you, you're concerned about or you're passionate about, um, do your own research. I don't, if, if there's a certain issue I'm passionate about, I don't listen to anyone else to CNN, Fox, because yeah. I know there's gonna be a spin on that nonsense. I go online, I go look at go to DC or go to Sacramento and I read how they voted. And I I look at it and I make my own decision. One thing I think we don't do a lot in, in, in our country, we don't think for ourselves. We go with the pundits, we go yeah. with we go with just the fear and we don't and we don't think for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Most people will vote for a candidate because everybody else votes for them. No, how do you feel? How, what are you thinking? And we fail to think, you know, we think to act and not think to understand. Mm -hmm. And we need to think to understand and then think to act. Yeah, we do it, we do it the opposite of, we do it the opposite way. And I think once we Emily, once you have made up in your mind a certain situation, a certain policy or that you that you're really concerned about, re, do your own research and then make your choice. Again, you know, it I, I agree I agree with Matt. At the end of the day, we've got to tell people about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had a big issue at, at when I was first when I was vice president of the convention about playing the national anthem, and we we didn't do it because I said, "Listen, guys, how do people from China feel about that? We had we had churches mm. in China, India, and Asia. Why can't we just why can't we just play I surrender all? Yeah, amen. If we're a kingdom organization. Man, that's good. Our end should be I Come surrender on. all, on. and amen. not man, that's good. The flag song because. We're bigger than the United States. We're, we, we, we don't serve this land. We serve the world, the mm -hmm. global world. And I think because I think the Western church has gotten so Western and not global, we forget mm -hmm. we're a kingdom organization. We're kingdom people. No matter what happens in this world, we still got to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. And so 
find your policies that you that you that you that you concerned about, research them, and make your own choice because it's your own vote. There's one thing you can't. No one can take from you, Emily, your vote. Yeah, amen. Yeah. And, and and let me just say this. What I found, so like in the state of California, uh, there are no Republicans, right? I, I think I think Republicans <laughs> yeah, uh, Republicans in our state legislature, I think, are 17 percent. Really? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 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 yeah, so terrible. if you don't like where California is headed, it's not a Republican problem. So but I yeah. have to work with Democrats constantly. And one of the things that I find, Emily, is they judge me before I come through the door. And it's a whole lot yep. easier to judge a person you don't know than right. someone who's sitting uh, in front of you talking to you. And what I try to do is I try to get face to face with these people just so they can hear that I'm a reasonable individual and I have deep concerns about where this is going. And and oftentimes the only the only people that politicians are listening to are special interest groups. And most of those are crazy. Yeah. Most of those are, are crazy. Yeah. They're not uh, they're they're not. Uh, what I would call normal people living normal lives. They're hyper-partisan. Politics is their religion. It is their religion. And and a lot of times what's happened in our state, specifically, I know not all of our listeners listen to our state, but they're so divorced from normal everyday people and what we're facing and what we're going through. And um, they need to hear from us. But Facebook doesn't do it. Twitter doesn't do it. You gotta figure out how to get in front of their face and be nice and be kind. Um, you know, I, I'm always concerned, AB, when somebody corners me. Uh, I was speaking at one of our campuses, two, was it you know, two weekends ago? And um, it's a campus I hadn't spoken to in a while. And I went, I was going out the back and it's got an alleyway and there yeah. were people waiting for me. Wow. And I was like, and they were, they were like, you look afraid, Pastor Matt. And I said, are you going to yell at me or yeah. are you going to thank me? Because I don't know what's coming right. out of your mouth. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's how politicians feel everywhere they go. Like, sure. are you... Are you going to scream at me? And, and I've just learned screaming gets no Nowhere. one anywhere. Yeah, it no. doesn't right. work. And so much yeah. of what you hear in politics is just screaming. So, all right, Man, next question. Well, so uh, you're passing. We're, we're negative six minutes, That's AB, amazing. and I blame you. All right. <laughs> right yeah. uh, so this past weekend, <laughs> this past weekend, your message, uh, you said, Every vote is moral. You said yeah. every vote is moral. So I think that's the backdrop of David's question. David says, uh, Pastor Matt, Pastor Matt mentioned we should always vote our conscience. But is there ever a time we should not be voting to impose our biblical standards on non-Christians? Romans 8, 7, 8 seems to say that non-Christians cannot and will not please God. When an issue doesn't negatively impact others, it seems the most loving thing to do would be to allow autonomy for others to choose their own way, just as God has graciously done for us. Yeah, so David, uh, you know, my political journey, I started off way to the left, uh, you know, was a big supporter of Bill Clinton in the early 1990s. Um, Left that, uh, particularly because of Bill Clinton's behavior in the White House. Um, I thought it was horrendous. Uh, what he did and, and, and how he lied to the American people. And that's just sure. that I was a supporter. You just need to know that. I was, I was hook, line, and sinker, you know, into Bill Clinton and thought he, he could have been an extraordinary leader. Yeah. Uh, but like a lot of biblical leaders, right, their issues, their flaws overcome their strengths. Right. And right, um, right, 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 right. so then I shifted to libertarian. And I was going to be a libertarian. The problem is what, you, what you're saying, David, is we should just all be libertarian. The problem is we don't have a libertarian social network. So, mm-hmm. so you get to do what you want to do, David, and then I get to pay for it. Yeah, right, <laughs> That's right, the right, problem. Yeah. And, and so here's what I would say to you. The whole premise of taxes 
is saying, you get to impose your standard on me. You get to decide. So as soon as somebody says what's fair, as soon as somebody's what, what, what AB is deciding, he's deciding how much I should pay. Hmm. So that, that's directly imposing on how I live, what I do, how much money I can give, what I can do with charity. And so the problem with voting is it affects us all. That's why we have to be all be so careful, David, is because when I vote, I'm dictating how AB lives his life. Even though, even though he's of a different ethnicity, he's in a different city, he may have a different perspective, that's the downside yeah. of democracy, right? Yeah, gotcha. uh, it's two wolves deciding with a sheep what's for dinner, right? right? right, right. It, doesn't, it doesn't go well. And so, David, I think that mm. that is often a tactic of the left to say that we somehow shouldn't vote our values. I can tell you, as a former activist on the left, they vote their values. They are voting their values, and you need to do the same thing. And we all have to live with the consequences. I mean, that's just the bottom line is it's an imperfect system. It will never be perfect. Um, that's just yep. that's just the structures of human beings. Yep. But what we need to do is we need to do that. I think as Christians, we should be aware of the fact that they have different theological perspectives mm -hmm. of of how we think we should live. The problem is, I think uh, leftists and, you know, like um, uh, who's the talk show host on HBO? Uh, is it Bill Maher? Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. I mean, he, he's Bill Maher is in, in, in offended that I would believe in God. He thinks yeah. I'm ridiculous. He yeah. thinks I'm a nut. He thinks I'm a nut job. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. The problem is, I think he's a nut job. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets to go in and he gets to vote his own conscience. And I mean, you know, like it's one thing to be pro-choice. It's another thing to say that AB and I are taxed to pay for your abortion. Like you're going to take my money and you're going to pay for what I believe is a cherished, beautiful, wonderful gift from God. And I have to support that. And so that's the problem is, um, you know, and that's why I really wrestled as a libertarian, because I think philosophically it's great. But practically, we don't have a libertarian society. We all dictate and decide who has to pay for what and who does what. And, and, and we vote, um, you know, to decide on groups, right? This group yeah. will pay this, this group will pay that's that. Good. Good. Uh, and so it's a real, real problem. And so that's I good. think, David, in a perfect world, I think what you're saying makes sense. Yeah. The problem is Romans is written in a time when only the Senate, so an elite group of very wealthy families within Rome, had a say. Very, very small group. I think at its max, it's 200, 250 people. We have 340 million people deciding, you know, what what should be what, um, and, and how we should vote. And so I I think that we have to vote our conscience. And like A B said, you have to feel good about what you voted for yeah, yeah. in the thing. When you stand in that voting booth, yeah. you, you, like that's a holy moment, and it's between you mm -hmm. and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you need to say, God, I'm confused. That's God, good. I want direction. God, I want inspiration, and I want to feel good about an imperfect process. And so the challenge is, right, you know, we're not voting for Trump against Jesus. Right, <laughs> we're, right. not, we're not voting for Biden against Jesus. Right, yeah. Despite what side you come on, these are two very deeply flawed men mm -hmm. um, who have ver very checkered pasts. Uh, yeah, one right. is better at smiling than the other, uh, you know, but they are vo both very, very yeah. difficult people to celebrate the way that they've lived. And if that offends you, you're partisan. These are very, very difficult guys to cheer for. The problem is it's a binary process. You know, AB can vote for me. I'm not winning. Right. I'm not winning. I'm not even gonna gonna click. So we have to decide, and that's the challenge, right? So so and I'm not saying AB's wrong, but AB's decided I'm gonna write this in because yeah. I can't I can't in good conscience good vote conscience, here. Right. And some people do that. But at the end of the day, we're gonna have President Trump or we're gonna have President Biden. And so we have to figure out what to do. And they have two very different pictures of what America should be and where America should go. Mm -hmm. And that's where the tension comes from. 
But both sides, David, are trying to tell the other side how to live. They both are. That's right. And so I think the lie that I believed when I was on the left is that it was only the religious right that was telling me how to live and what to do. And what I found as a person deeply rooted in the secular left was they do the same thing. They do the same thing. And so I think that mm-hmm. anybody who tells you to yeah. check your morals when you vote is a, is a person who lacks morals. Yeah. I think that's wrong. Um, because then, then what's guiding you? If, you're, if, if you have no principles, then what's the point? Uh, A.B., I'm going to throw to you. I know I talk forever, brother. <laughs> no, I'm not. But again, it's, it's, it's the Matt Brown show. I'm good. I'm, I'm the guest. <laughs> Did I'm you hear that? I heard it. I heard A.B., it. I don't think Jeff heard. It's no, the heard Matt it. Brown show. <laughs> I heard it. I heard yeah. it. I'm just over here in the corner. Yeah. I'm on the corner. <laughs> no, no. I mean, David, listen. Um, Matt, your pastor's right. Mm. Um, when the founding fathers started country they, and, and put in capitalism, they knew without morals, it'd be disaster. Hmm. Capitalism without morals is a disaster. We're now in disaster mode. Yeah. And sometimes when you fail to look at the moral compass of your life, mm-hmm. you get what we are now. We're making excuses on both sides, the left and the right. Um, you know, people say, you know, go in the voting booth and hold your nose. Now, I, I, I want to know exactly what I'm smelling when I go in there. Yeah, amen. And I'm going to make a choice hmm, when that's I, right. based upon the smell. That's good. I'm not going to hold my nose and make a vote. Because, see, at the end of the day, I know people say, well, A.B., you got to make a choice. You got to. No, I, I'm, I, I went to Beirut. I, I sent crews to, to, to the war. I'm, because I'm an American, I'm going to choose my vote. If I want to write Matt Brown in because I value Matt Brown's opinion, as this policy, I'm writing them in. It's my vote. It's my concern. If I vote right. um, someone else, you know, I, I'm a start. I, I'm a, I am very conservative, mm-hmm. and like Matt said, it's a holy moment when I go in that booth. Mm-hmm. I'm going for. The, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to lean more conservative than anything else, but I'm going to vote my country because I can't make progress without excuses. I can't say, well, I got no, I no, I, I gotta vote how I feel. So if, if I do the if I go in the booth and vote my conscience, I'm not I don't regret my vote. Mm-hmm. And I'll deal with whoever the king is, I'll submit to the king mm-hmm. or to the ruler, to the leader, mm-hmm. because God ordained that. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna vote my conscience because according to America, that's my my vote. Yeah, amen. I'm gonna do my, yeah, my conscience and do it to the glory of God. You know, but again, that's me. Um there's just some things that, that um, the things on the left, I will never affirm, you know, the things on the right that kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll jump them down about abortion, you know, in the womb, but we won't be upset about abortion outside the womb, mm-hmm. you know, and this, this, this me abortion outside the womb and inside the womb right. that we're not looking at. Um, so it's, 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 it's a complex situation, yeah. but again, your vote is your vote. Go in that holy, that holy place of the booth, vote your moral compass, vote your moral conviction mm-hmm. and then once you do you leave the rest of god good that's, that's good. it man yeah. that's good david uh i hope you didn't feel insulted by my answer it, it's a great question i think it's i you know i i think that what you're saying is true as the church we can't impose our system 
uh, on people in the community. But I will tell you this, as a pastor, and AB, I want you to comment on this. I feel like the community outside the church tries to impose their values yeah, on us. Yeah, so yeah, all yeah. the time, I, I would say the push is far more from secular culture. Like David, if you saw what we're having to deal with in our youth groups and our D groups, our yeah. discipleship groups, you know, uh, I mean, we, we did we did a series on sex and you go around the room, seventh grade girls, and they're like, I'm a him, I'm a her, I'm a she, I'm a Furby. And you're like, what? <laughs> well, and that's well. and that's our culture. And so yeah. w w the church is not pushing our values on culture, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. Culture is it's pushing its values on the church. Yeah. And so yeah. the fight is within the church and it's very, very difficult. Um, and I think a lot of Christians, kind of their last gasp effort is try to, you know, change America and, and, and they, you know, they see America as Israel. I don't, I, I just don't, mm, that's not right. my theology. I, I right. see America more like Babylon. Um, you mm. know, uh, you yeah. know, some, some, sometimes, sometimes Babylon had a King that was good to God's people. Sometimes they were terrible. And that's where I feel, you know, Israel's Israel. Uh, you know, I don't see America in the book of revelation. I just don't, I could be wrong. So, but mm. I do see Jesus. Yes, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to trust yes. him and follow him. Amen. But AB, w would you say, do you think that, that your church has a greater impact on your community or is your community's ethics and culture pressing more in on your church? Do you, do you agree with me? I mean, I don't see I mean, us well, dictating. 100%. When, when you try to talk to your kids about dressing modestly mm. and you go to JCPenney's and you go to the little girl's section and this shirt saying sexy mama yeah, for yeah. a five and seven-year-old, uh, yeah. my seven-year-old does not even know she's a sexy mama mm -hmm. or... Um, you know, Foxy Mama. Right. No, she's seven. Right. Yeah. Right. What, what, what happened to beautiful yeah. or wonderful yeah. right. or she's not sexy mama. Yeah. Um, when all I see, when I see young men with their pants hanging down yeah. and, you know, they come to, you know, you know, you know that's how, that's how sight. Jeff wears his pants. Just so you know, that's <laughs> not true. Not true at all. We've lost, we've lost, we morals have, we have let the culture infiltrate the church so much. Yes. Yes. We don't know who's who. Yeah. Um, mm. Amen. Which of, of so-called freedom. Yeah. You know. Mm. Um, Interesting. You know, I, my, 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 wife, my wife's a big advocate about uh, how to dress in church. She always says, if you can't wear it to work, don't wear it to church. Mm -hmm. You mm. can't wear leggings to, to work, don't wear leggings to church, mm. because we don't even see your body. We yeah. Don't see, oh. you know, we don't see from there looking like. And and people come to church. Well, I, I need to be free. No, you ch you chose to be comfortable and not to worship. Mm-hmm. And you can worship Matt Priest just as good as he did in his suit that he did last week with, with his T-shirt on because he was still preaching the same God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we got to realize that there's a, there's a certain, we have compromised our values so much that the world doesn't know who's who's who. So the church is confused. Yeah. Once the church understands we're the church, we have a standard to, 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 to bear, and we don't get confused with, between us and the church. We know I, I went to a church setting one day and good night. The worship leaders look like they were going to a club. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, this is holy. That because and, they were and, at the club the night before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't change. They just showed and up. Just, and all they, all they did was wash their hands, wash the little thing off their hands and walk right in there, you know? And, and but in order to make people happy, yeah. we, we go with it. Yeah. So, so, so David, listen, um, it's, it's the culture has, has, 
because the church has lost its integrity, integrity to the culture, because of our lying, uh, uh, we backed we backed up so much. There's a story in the Bible which, which Shamgar said, "I'm not backing up no more," mm-hmm. and he stood firm in that field and fought the Philistines. We backed up so much. Wow that we have lost our field mm. because we want to appease and please mm. and very purely touch people versus standing in the truth of God's word. Yeah. So I, I'm agree with Matt. I mean, I, we have to have, a church shouldn't have to have a dress code. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But we have to because we, we say come as you are, they might come too much as you are, and we're, we're not having a, a church where people can, with its proper etiquette because everyone's loosened out there. Yeah. Um, there should be a standard. And so... I agree. We're fighting against this world. We're fighting against this, the, the the Satan's plan to destroy the morals of our values, of our yeah. children, destroy the moral values of our of our kids and our, and our families. And until we make a standard of this is what righteousness looks like and holiness, mm-hmm. we'll keep losing the battle. And, yeah. and we can't agree on that. We yeah. can't agree on it at all. And, that, and that's and that's that's one of the biggest problems I think, Matt, is that the church can't agree on what's holy. Yeah. Yeah. What's acceptable until we learn this to have a common ground on that will keep confusing the church and the world yeah amen amen yeah thank you david thanks that was a great question david David. i I, you know sometimes i get passionate uh and so i hope that you don't find my disagreement as a as an insult but i I really think it was a great question and and it was well thought out thought out so thanks dave that's good man this next one is uh i can't wait to hear the answers on this one so we have we have an anonymous police officer Mm -hmm. write in a question and so um he says i watched the debrief your discussions and your sermons often. Thank you so much. I have heard you say on more than one occasion that racism among police exists. I don't doubt that. As a law enforcement officer myself, when I hear some of your statements in context, it sounds like you think racism and brutalizing civilians is happening on a grand scale. Can you speak more to what you mean when you talk about issues within the police force? Yeah, so, you know, I. Thank you for yeah. just your, your your question, and thank you for your service. We need great police yes, officers, yes, and I appreciate you. you. I think that oftentimes, you know, you know, if you're black, if you're white, if you're conservative, or you're you're uh, liberal, what you hear is you hear what you're afraid I'm saying. Yes. And so what I'm saying is there's too many young uh, black men, and that's pre- predominantly what it is: young ma- black men being killed by police. Now. I'm not saying it's systemic. I'm not saying right. it's a grand scale. I'm just saying it's too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over COVID, you know, we saw what happened to uh, Aubrey. What was his last name? Uh, Ahmad, Ahmad Aubrey. Aubrey. Uh, you know, right? That, that was terrible. Uh, we saw the little wonderful white woman in uh, downtown Manhattan calling the cops on the nerdiest black dude I've ever seen. Did you see that guy? I mean, my gosh, dude, his <laughs> little little glasses. I was like, please. Come on. You right. know, bird watcher, uh, bird watcher, bird, yeah, bird, watcher. bird watcher, right? Come on. How many aggressive bird watchers are there out there? Is there a rash of crime <laughs> being concerned? So, okay. So we had that. Yeah. And then we had, uh, you know, we had that, that police officer on the neck George of yeah. George Floyd for eight and George Floyd, I, George Floyd for yeah. almost nine minutes, yeah. uh, which was too long. Eight minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah. Eight yeah. minutes, 45 seconds. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think that that's, that's, it's true. It's real. Whether we like it or not, it's happening. It's real. Now, does the media fan it and do they, they encourage it? Absolutely. Uh, but what we need to say is, look, this is a problem. We need better policing. I don't agree with defunding the police. I think we need to fund the police, train the police. Like, uh, A.B., have you ever been to uh, Havasu? 
No. So Havasu is this, it's a river that separates California from Arizona. So like if you're a police officer on the California side, you make like a hundred grand a year. You know what you make on the Arizona side? It's like 32,000. Wow. I'm like, wow. that is not, wow. that's not, that's not no. okay. Like, I don't wow. want, I don't want a, a man or a woman with a gun yeah. making eight bucks an hour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want them to be trained. Yeah. I want them to handle these situations. Um, you know, and, and I know this guy, you guys, it doesn't seem the question. I know this guy's LAPD. So I have some insiders on LAPD and I know that you guys are not allowed to do the training. And this is one of the issues that you need to do because of political correctness. These officers need to be in stressful situations. They need to go through stressful training. We need to see what happens to cops in training when they crack. Because, yeah. right, w yeah, what happens? Right. How do you handle, yeah. you know, stressful situation? What do you do when you're a cop? Okay, and A, B, and I, right, we get in a fight with our wife. We get in a discussion with our wife. We're, we're mad and we're angry. Now you're a cop and you're going to work. Mm -hmm. The police officer that put his knee on George Floyd, his wife left him the day later. Yep. She filed for divorce. So what I'm saying is this guy is having stress at home. He's having issues that are going yeah, on. He yeah, also yeah, yeah, was man. bouncing at a club. My question is, why is he bouncing at a club? Did he need to make extra money? What's going on? Yeah. We want to take care of our What's police officers yeah. so that they are not overwhelmed. We help yeah. them handle, you know, PTSD. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever had a situation, mm -hmm. uh, but AB, I, you know, I was on the beach in Waikiki and a woman tried to kill me. Uh, she, she stabbed a man wow. in front of me. She, she stabbed her boyfriend twice in front of me with a pick. And I yelled at her to stop, which then she turned on me and came at me. I'm telling you, when the police arrived and they're trying to take my story, I could not say my name. I could not give them, like, I couldn't, I couldn't get normal information out. I couldn't tell them where I was staying. It was so just like, and, 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 and police yeah. officers go into this sit one situation sure, after sure, another after another, sure. and they need to be able to process and handle this. And, and, and I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I think that police officers are not respected. They're not cared for. We, we need to give them respect. You know, we can't call them pigs and, then, and expect them to act like police. So we have to go on that side. But if you're a cop, you, you know, you know you work with jerks. Like, come on. There's bad cops. We need to figure out how to get them out. We need to figure out how to deal with them. Uh, you know, we just had a situation that I know of because I'm connected, like AB said, I'm connected locally. I know we had a situation where a police officer did something. It didn't make the press, uh, but did something in a situation. If I told you, you'd be a gas. Now he lost his job mm. and he should have. What, what he did was like, I can't, I can't even say what he did because it hasn't, it hasn't come out yet, but, but it was it, like, when you hear it, you're like, yeah, what? Yeah, right. And, and it's because cops are people too. Some cops are going to be racist, yeah. just like some doctors, just like right. some pastors, right. just like, you know, yeah. some accountants, right. some whatever, there's going to be a certain population exactly. that are racist and we got to get rid of those cops. Exactly. You, you can't, you mm -hmm. can't have mm -hmm. police that look at one ethnic group. In, in, a, in a certain way, you just can't have that. And you have to deal with that situation, but we can't be an enemy of the police. We have to, it's the worst yeah. job in the world. When we are at our worst, yeah, right. we, we need yeah. them to be at their best. And um, I can just tell you, you know, AB, I was an MP in the military and you roll up on situations where you get angry, you get upset, you, you, you know, you watch a person, I don't care what color they are, you watch a person punch his wife, hit his wife, you watch her bleeding, crying, you watch children being terrified. There's something inside you yeah. that wants to act. You have to have self-control in that situation. You know, what happened, you know, we, we look at the situation in a microcosm, this situation, what, what did the cop just come from? Where did they go? What, like, they just moved from situation, and I'm like, 
we, we've got to figure out a way. That's why I think we need more police. Like the situation with uh, Jacob Baker, Jacob, Jacob Blake. Yeah, Blake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were three cops. There were there were three cops on the scene. Mm-hmm. Two cops and one female. The female is handling. Mm-hmm. If you look to the side, she's handling another person. Jacob Blake should have been taken down. I know as a cop, there's grass. Do you know what? Why you take people down on grass? They don't get hurt. You take them down on the grass. There's a big problem with tasers. Tasers don't work. I don't like AB, but my family and I, we were at uh, the Eiffel Tower, dude, in France. The French cops, I don't want to say anything bad about cops. They wear rollerblades. Come on now. That is just (laughs) wrong. And these dudes are tasing this guy. Like, wow. like my family and I were looking up at the Eiffel Tower. We're, we're all excited. We hear it. Yeah, and right, I'm yeah. like, what is that? I can smell flesh burning. Right. Yeah, wow. It's like four cops on razor blades, razor blades, roller blades, not yeah. razor blades. Right. Razor blades. <laughs> right. And not. they're, they're like tasing this guy yeah. with like four tasers yeah. and it ain't working. No, not going down. No. It, so I don't, so like, they've got to come up with another nonviolent, like, you know, come on, AB. Do you do you like comic books? Like, we need a net. I need a right. gun that fires right. a net. I gotta take. <laughs> I gotta take Jeff down. Jeff's down. coming at me. I'm gonna shoot my Spider-Man Listen web. Listen to me. I, I I promise you, a taser will take me down. Dude. I am not. I'm not that big. <laughs> AB, did you get tear gas when you were in the army or the Marines? Oh yeah. Oh Marine my. Oh yes, sir. But that yes, that does that affected me. That does not affect no. some people. So here's what I'm saying: is we we've got to look right, at yeah, the, sure. the means with which we're policing, and we need to give officers every opportunity to not use the gun. Because yeah. nothing Amen. good happens when you Amen. start pulling triggers. And, um, you know, and, and, and here's the thing is, you know, a lot of times we talk about how, how many times a person shot. The problem is, man, when your adrenaline starts pumping and you pull that trigger, yeah. I can tell you, uh, did you have three-round bursts in the Army, A.B.? Yes. So do you know why they developed a three-round burst? Because no, in, v- in Vietnam, the guys would be out of bullets in, 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 in like three seconds. Because when you panic... You just, you just pull. And so they developed the three round burst, which I hated. I don't know if you liked it, but it goes, and it only shoot. And you, every time you pull the trigger, it's only shooting three rounds because when you panic, you just, and then everybody's out of ammo. And, you know, and I wasn't in Vietnam, um, but this jungle, you can't see what you're shooting at anyway. So they developed that because when people panic, you, you just, you like, you literally like, it's not uncommon. You're You're still pulling the trigger when there's no more rounds. Right. Yeah. It's a problem and it's yeah. human nature. And so we, we've got to give police officers training. Yeah, the right care. Yeah. We need, we need uh, just, just like the, what was the dude that was killed for selling cigarettes in New York City, AB? Uh, Eric Garner. Eric Garner. Uh, Eric Garner. Eric Garner. Yeah. That little white guy that jumped on his neck. That, that is the dumbest technique. He escalated. You need somebody that's de-escalating. You need somebody that's talking. And at the end of the day, cops, you get, you, you get paid for the shift. Stand there and talk all day long. Yeah. You know, like just just talk, like oh, right, right. You know, I, right, I mean, right. you know, I mean, I'm getting paid. No. So I, I think that there's got to be training. And so just know this: I, I am, I am as supportive as the police as I can possibly yes. be. You guys have an enormously stressful yes. job, but but we have to deal with what we see. Yeah. And when we see there's a problem, there's clearly a problem. Um, you know, uh, you know, black people feel very, very scared when they get pulled over that is a reality that all, i don't i don't have any it's black reality. friends that are like i'm not afraid they're all no, afraid so that's a problem so if, if i have a black person that's afraid now i have a police officer that's uncomfortable yes, right right what's right. happening is the emotions exactly. are rising exactly. and we have to be able to bring it down and the way we bring it down is we have an honest conversation so uh and, and, and we got to stop talking about defunding police it's because at the end of the day sometimes crazy you got to deal with crazy people and I don't want a social worker, you know, like 
I want somebody that can handle their business and 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 you need that and and we don't just like you don't want me as a cop you know you're gonna be fine yeah. like sometimes you want to do this that, that, that can roll up right a B sometimes you got to have a hardcore cop so you need those personalities too you just don't want those guys making the decisions and that's where a sergeant should have came in with Eric Gardner yeah. somebody should have came in and just de-escalated there was enough cops there he was not a threat yeah. They should have brought it down. Yeah. Um, and I say that as a trained police officer in the military. I, I am one of you. I understand that. Uh, just like in ministry, A, B, and I know there are pastors that are unethical, yes. immoral. Say this. They should not be yes. in charge of yes. people. I would not allow them to watch my dog, much right. less pastor a church. Right. And so it's hard to govern that. And so we, we've got to work with police unions. Police need to be protected, but we yes. also need to deal with bad cops, which yes. is the same problem we have with teachers. I think teachers need unions, they need to be safe, but we, we all know we have teachers that are like, man, you're drooling right, right. now, like right. you're drooling, right. and we need to get you out. And so we have to be able to deal with that. So thank you for your service, thank you for what you do. Yes. I love you. you, I appreciate yes. you. Amen. I can't imagine how hard it is to be a police yeah. officer Amen. right now, Amen. but we have to hear our black yeah. community. We have to listen to what they're saying. And um, it's a difficult situation. And I'm somebody who grew up in the ghetto. You grew up in a nice area, right? Mm -hmm. I, I grew up in the ghetto, man. I, I, I saw things where I saw police mistreated and I saw my friends mistreated. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's a difficult thing and um, we have to deal with it. And, you know, I mean, black communities historically have felt brutalized by police. That's just something that's, that they feel it has happened. You know, it's occurred. And so we need to work together yeah, to make sure. this happen. And, and we don't need to be on your side or on their side. We need to say, let, let's be on justice's yeah, side right. and let's work together. Yeah, AB, I am talking too long. Yeah, that's good though. Save me for yeah. myself. No, well, Save no, me. I, 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 no, you, you can't make progress if you keep making excuses. And I think Ooh, this that was good. Oh, good. Okay, okay, you just stole oh, yeah, my tweet. You're right. You just stole the show. <laughs> you can't make progress if you keep making excuses. That was good. Go no ahead, problem. sorry, I threw you, you off. Know, yeah, well, he, 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 I'm from, um, I gotta say without making some making people feel offended. You're good. Um, listen, until we start as a country getting back to respect and authority, until we stop paying ball players forty billion dollars and pay teachers four dollars an hour, and put more value into educational system, hmm. put more value into into a, to us into our police officers. And stop mm -hmm. highlighting, and then stop having the media mm -hmm. put out this narrative. I, I went to a training. I went to a training of the, of, of the week, and in this training, um, they the training is, is uh, the training, and in the training, the first they showed three three clips. In the clip, the first clip was these guys bang somebody in there, he pulled out, bat, 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 killed two black guys. Next training was guy got a horse, they beat him up. Took him down. Next one was a white guy. It put him in the car. And so I said, um, "Excuse me, yeah. How come the first thing the guys see is two white guys killing two black guys? Then the second thing they see is two white guys beating up a Hispanic guy, and then the third thing they see is a white guy going into a car. That's not what you want to train your officers to see in them in their training of how wow. to de-escalate stuff. Wow, wow. Because the first thing I see is." Kill the black guy, yeah. beat the Hispanic guy up, and put the white guy in the car. So, but you look at movies, mm -hmm. see the media is pushing the exact same, exact thing. same thing. For me, when the guys and when, when the guys got shot in L.A., the two of us got shot. Two of us got literally like almost assassinated in L.A. 
I'm expecting that to be on CNN, Fox, it's blasted. Silence. Yeah, yeah. It was on CNN's third page, not the front page, third page. But the minute an African American gets something, it's yeah, front page it's news. Front page. Why don't you balance this thing out? Yeah. I think the cultural narrative yeah. of pulling us apart is leading everything. Mm. It's leading everything. You know, I'm 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 from the I'm from the Bronx. And mm. yes, I, I you know, I live in a nice neighborhood. I drive a nice car. Every time a cop come by me, I'm stressed out because you know, <laughs> Sorry, hey, bro, that's wrong. No, no, it, no, it, but but it's, it's it is wrong. Yeah. And but again, when the culture has put through movies, yes. through songs, yes. through videos, yeah. that this is who I am. You know, I'm I'm five, I'm five eleven and, and I'm three hundred pounds. When they run my tags, there's five cars coming at me. Yeah. There's gonna be five cars coming to, to to stop because I'm a big dude, and they're nervous because the TV said. A black guy can take you out, yeah. so don't go there mm. alone. I mean, um, mm. when when guys have that kind of fear, yeah, they get stressed out. Well, if you keep pushing that in the media, yeah. images, yeah. I mean, check it out. Every every year, you'll see a movie on slavery in in, in cinema every doggone yeah. year. Yeah. Why? To to keep pushing the whole racism narrative thing. Right. You'll see a movie about a cop. A cop, some crazy cop stuff every single year. You can't make a movie about some, some, you know, awesome, some, some a good wholesome movie without always playing to the narrative yeah, of destruction, yeah, so of abuse. And so I just think that you know, until we start getting people, yes. until we start changing the culture and ask the right questions, because um, if you don't work hard mm-hmm. of trying to strategically change the narrative. Mm-hmm. We want to stay the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And right now, the narrative is staying the same. Mm-hmm. For instance, in Germany, there is no statue of Hitler. There is none. He's not celebrated. But we celebrate racism here in America. Mm-hmm. Stalin isn't celebrated, in, 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 but we celebrate things here. Mm-hmm. Until we change the culture mindset of our country mm-hmm. and start having respect again, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to respect the cop. They're not respect teachers, not respect clerks. They're not respect anybody because we, you said earlier we have forty-seven million kings, yeah. presidents, and because we're a country of of, of individual rights, mm-hmm. we don't care how you. I don't care how you feel. It's my right to the highway. Yeah. Well, we don't have a country that that, that work together unless there's a war. So we do. We make wars. Yeah. We make race wars. Yeah. We make cultural wars. We make yeah. neighborhood wars. Mm-hmm. Wars. Wars. Which is fear brings people together. So let's make as many little wars we can yes, to make right. little big silos yeah. so we can move forward. Yeah. Versus saying, "Hey, how about let's get some real truth in this situation? Yeah. Have an honest dialogue." I mean, when I became the pre- vice president of Southern Mass Convention, I'm a kid from the Bronx, single mom. You know, you know, I, I live in a nice neighborhood. I drive a really nice car. Mm-hmm. You know, I, went, I, I did all the right things. Sent my kid to college. Did all the right things. But guess what? I got pulled over because my headlights were supposedly dark. Because I'm in a nice neighborhood and a nice car, mm-hmm. and I'm black. Mm-hmm. That was my reward to become the vice vice president of the largest white organization on the planet. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the cop didn't care. I was a black man in a nice car going to a nice neighborhood, hit the lights. What, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's my reward. Like Ali came back from winning in Germany, he gets he gets jacked. Mm-hmm. We got to change the narrative of our yeah. minds of our mental mindset. When we do that. Will progress and right. stop being stop being the lie, you know. 
And I think once we get that down packed and once the church has an honest to talk about how do we view things again, you know, for instance, um, mm. when the church, I have a friend in, in North Carolina, I went to, I went to his church and I was the first black guy to preach there in like 50 years. Wow. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how do you be the first black guy at 50 doggone years? Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, we did it. We did, this, Matt, this made you laugh. So I, I'm, I'm involved with SBC and David, uh, this, this is all about mindset um, as I'm going, as I'm trying to rattle off. They had to do a, a video about raising money, right? So we now life was in Nash, Nashville. Tennessee is a very, you know, mm -hmm. got some blacks there. Mm -hmm. Okay. They said we couldn't find a black church. So we're going to fly team to, to San Diego and film at your church. What? What? Oh, no. Right. Yeah. No. Because again, if you don't create relationships, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't create mm. power. Yeah. Relationships are what brings the power. Mm -hmm. When you email me or Danny Mo, cool, Matt's my friend. Not a problem. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I know we don't talk every day, whatever. But Matt's cool. He never did me wrong. Right. No problem. Let's make it happen. Right. Yeah. We have relationship. I love it. Constantly have relationship with their yes. communities. Yes. Yes. He's have relationship with their communities. Mm -hmm. Politicians have relationships with their communities. We get back to community relationships. Yes. yes. A lot of stuff will change. Amen. And when the Amen. church gets back to helping people, yeah. respect authority, mm -hmm. which is which is a, yeah. which is a, which is the main problem. It's, yeah. it's it's the respect issue. Yeah. And we don't want to hear that anymore. Well. You know, we we all want to have our own sense of well, I'm the man. Well, you are, but you show to respect other people. Yeah. And because of that, I think that's the reason why cops aren't respected. Teachers aren't respected. The law is not respected because we've lost a sense of respect and honor in our country. And I think the church has has led the way in showing yes, um, right. the lack of respect. Right. So I think once we learn to get that back, Man. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, you know, I'm big on respect and, and, and you know, you know, Pastor Matt, I call you Matt here. I would never call you that in public. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You'd be Pastor Matt, right? Because right. God called you right. to this highest calling. That's right. We we lay we lay presidents to rest. Yes. Mm -hmm. We do that. Yeah, presidents yeah. come and go. So you've been there for almost twenty years at that church, pastoring your church to the, the, right. the crazy number you have right now. That's you've right. been that leader. You're right. not just Matt. You would, when 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 your when your members are sick, they don't want Matt. They want Pastor Matt to <laughs> show right. up in the hospital. Amen. That's right. That's right. They want right. Pastor Matt to bur bury them. Come they want on. Pastor Matt to, to marry them. Come on. Not hey Matt, come here. Right. Oh no. No. When you want to come downtown to the court because you screwed up, you don't want Matt. You want Pastor, Pastor Matt, Matt to show up yeah. in a nice shirt and tie to represent <laughs> you. So you don't get jacked up. That's right. what you want. Because yeah. why? Pastor Matt counts yeah. and yes. not Matt. Yes. Yeah. We have lost that in, in the black community. The only and the reason we like blacks still wear a lot of suit and ties, because in our culture, mm -hmm. back in slavery, the only guy who could wear a suit and tie was that's the nice. preacher. That's right. That's right. Mm. That's it. That's right. He was the community leader. Yeah, that's right. And somehow, as we have decreased our level of authority, our level of 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 essence of who we are, it's shifted out to the entire country. Yeah. Mm. And therefore, why respect the cop? We don't respect the clergy people. Why respect teachers? We don't respect our spiritual leaders. Mm -hmm. And when you when you spiritually you bring things down, the culture follows. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And because we spiritually, yeah, um, let things down, 
the culture followed our narrative. Yeah. That's just, you know, yeah. back in the day, the preacher was, was respected, was in the top five, res being respectful. Now we're down to like 25. Yeah, they used to call us because reverend. We have, right. yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and again, I, I, I'm not trying to come on anybody. No, you're good. I just think we've lost our mm -hmm. sense of awe yeah. of our calling, sense of awe of who, who we call to serve. Yeah. And because of that, we don't get to speak into people's lives anymore mm -hmm. because they don't view us as anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm a normal person, but I'm called by a, an amazing God mm -hmm. to live. A, now, granted, are there bad preachers all day long? Mm -hmm. The bad cops all day long. Are there bad teachers? All, but the office and profession yep. is very yes. honorable yes. and high. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. We got nonsense, but respect the office. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And we Amen. now Amen. offices of authority because we don't want, because, because of fact, we've dumbed them down. Mm -hmm. And Amen. I'm not trying to dumb down offices of positions of authority. And I think we've done a, we've done a, we've done a horrible job of respecting those positions because we want to make everybody, we make, we wanna, we want everybody feel comfortable. Remember when Obama, um, President Obama, called somebody Steve? He said, I'm Senator Steve, sir. I earned the right to be called Senator. Mm -hmm. I've served, you know, and, and Obama, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, you need to call people, everyone don't want to be called by their first name. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a sense of they've earned their, everyone's not given things. It's just, you worked hard for it. Mm -hmm. You suffered. You, Matt, I guarantee you, you have suffered hmm. in 20 years yeah. tremendously right. Right. because you were sacrificed. Matt Brown. That's right. Mm -hmm. Not That's right. Matt Brown, but you were Pastor Matt Brown. You, 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 you walked your shoes to hold you. You told me one time that you walked, you, you walked, you know, so many doors, your shoes got holes in it, the bottom <laughs> of your soles. Because you were pastor Matt Brown, called by God, yeah. not just some guy named Matt Brown who was called from college to leave a political science major and become a preacher. Yeah. That person, the preacher person, Amen. walked holding his shoes because of his calling. Amen. That should always be respected Amen. and not just kick to the curve. We don't respect our cops. We don't respect our teachers. Mm -hmm. It's all about biblical respect, and we've lost that sense of, of honor. I think yes. we need to get it back. Once we get it back in the church, it'll it go to the rest of the world. Amen. That's just my See why opinion. I like this guy? Come on. Yes. Wow. AB for I'm president. Sorry. AB no. for president. Come on. Nah, That's what I'm nah, talking about. Nah, yeah. nah. Pre nah, president man. and vice president. Yeah, amen. Right, come on. <laughs> I think he asked me no, to be Matt, his VP Matt. one time. No, Matt could be the president. <laughs> Matt, 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 look, Matt could be the president. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be beating people up behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I do not weigh 300 pounds. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's why I'm, I'm the guy behind the scenes anointing with the ring. That's amen, right. That's amen, right. Amen, and amen. the anointing. Oh, amen. man. Wow. Well, I feel like I've been at a buffet. Yes. And I'm just so filled right now. Man, thank you so much, Bishop A.B. Vines, for for just being on the show and, and just granting us and honoring us with your wisdom yeah. and expertise. We really do appreciate it. And of course, thank you so much, Pastor yeah, thank you. Matt Brown. Glad to be here. Man, this has been the debrief. Hey guys, um, I know, I know you need to share this. Please share this episode with mm. a friend, family on your social medias. People need to hear this episode podcast. Not only that, we are still in this election series, so please check us out on the weekends. We have a multitude of services online, or if you're around, please come to one of our campuses. Uh, we would love to see you. We are still in this debrief series where we're asking, where we're answering your questions. So if you have any questions when it comes to faith, politics, uh, government, the election, please, uh, please ask us. You can go to move.sc/ask. This has been the debrief. My name is Jeff, and we 
are glad that you tuned in. See us next week on The Debrief. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks.